Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Shine a Light on series. Today, we'll be shining a light on student mental health with Mike Dang. Welcome, Mike. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yes, of course. To start off, do you mind just giving us a brief introduction to who you are? Hi, I'm Mike. I'm currently a junior at Art Center College of Design based in Pasadena, California. And previous to this, I was building out communities at Rutgers, my previous college, where it was in terms of like whether it's design and product, respectively. Awesome. Thank you so much. So obviously, this is a huge topic that we're talking about today. Why are we talking about student mental health? Sure. So I definitely say it's an issue when it comes to whether it's recruiting season or whether it's like in the day to days as of now, whether it's because of like Zoom University or just the daily stressors of being a college student, especially like given that it's online. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. I feel like there were many reasons before the pandemic why students might have mental health issues and, and now they're just sort of a hundredfold, I suppose. Do you think that students are especially prone to face issues regarding mental health and wellness? compared to maybe, I don't know, the rest of the world? What are your thoughts on this? I definitely feel so because I think a very strong suit is definitely when students talk about like imposter syndrome, whether they're like more of a design background, more like whether they're like a creative background altogether or just like going about like business, engineering, CS, etc. I see that with all these communities I'm part of in particular that they definitely feel feel prone to this in terms of just like seeing all your peers just get like oh big tech internships and then you might feel behind if you don't get one but i definitely say that students are definitely prone to this as back in high school it's like okay you just like complete your homework get it done more or less and then you just wait for a teacher for more instruction but i feel like the free-forming nature of college altogether is that with that you can like get opportunities wherever and it's more or less like your ability to network your ability to just like keep on the grind and keep like hustling more or less which is sort of feeds back into like why college students are especially prone to face these issues as if you just like keep at it you're definitely prone to have these issues at times mm -hmm. yes no, i definitely agree and i like that earlier you highlighted the recruiting season in particular and also comparing yourself to your friends and people who might be getting jobs. It's definitely difficult to see. So I'm glad you highlighted these things. I, I definitely agree with you on that. And of course, imposter syndrome, which almost feels like it's a trending topic these days, which I think is a, a good and could be a bad thing perhaps. But I agree. Everyone feels like an imposter at some point. And I also agree that college just feels a little bit different in terms of what's expected of you and the things that I think pay off at the end of the day, they aren't necessarily immediate return on investments. It can be hard for the mind to think like, am I doing all the right things? It's not immediately paying off, you know, when I'm working like all, all day, every day. So I do think that can be hard on students in particular. Mental health, of course, is such a broad topic. I'd love to focus this conversation on some key pieces and maybe we can start with therapy. I think that therapy is something that no one talks about enough. What are some potential benefits of going to therapy, maybe for students in particular? Sure. So I definitely say in terms of therapy for students in general, they get like an outsider perspective of like a mental health professional who is able to not offer advice, 
but more so just like be an open listening ear as to like just be a third party towards just like a person venting like problems they might have in addition to or just like their day-to-day things that they want to like whether it's complain about talk about more in length vent in long lengths at a times because with friends of course you often get bias where like you might side with them just because you're like friends more or less or you might not get like a full picture perspective because at the end of the day your friends just well they're your friend then they might not be like not that you have to have licensure in order to like do this all together but it makes more sense in terms of getting an outsider perspective so you avoid like any biases people might have in addition to that they're also able to connect you with like cognitive behavioral therapy in addition towards like all these different other methods in which you're able to like cope with things you might be struggling with that your friends might not be aware of. I'm glad you added this point because my next question to you is going to be if, if anyone could essentially be your therapist in some way, shape or form, if you can just vent to them. But I'm glad you highlighted sort of the benefits of actually getting a, an official licensed therapist to chat with. And I guess from your experiences or resources that you know of, how can students find therapists? And are there therapists specifically for students? I'm actually not sure. Uh, sure. So I definitely say students can find therapists on campus. Some schools offer therapy services. Otherwise, they recommend seeking off campus within the vicinity as a whole. Within my previous college base at Rutgers, they had a therapy thing internally. In addition to our just recommending outpatient services in which you're able to just like go about it with like a third party altogether. But to sum things up, pretty much there's on-campus options in addition towards just therapists that might be off-campus or given the Zoom environment now, you can book stuff online. Awesome. Thank you for that, Mike. And I know we've been talking about mental health and therapy in general. I'd love to focus a little bit more about your story. So what sort of life experiences did you face? Are you facing that led you to be so passionate about this topic? Uh, sure. So I definitely say with my experiences, at least it was being raised and grown up and just more of like an upper middle class family. But having said that, that sounds very privileged, but I'll get to a point. So pretty much in my upbringing, I had a high school setting in which it was like a tough competitive magnet school growing up. And that was at the high school setting. I think middle school set me up pretty well in terms of like being a top student overall and being like top 10 or like even 1% at the rate, but it's middle school. So it's like, no one really cares. Come high school, it was just a quick flash of like, oh man, this is a huge transition from like middle school to high school overall. And I wasn't initially prepared for it. And then overall, after sophomore year, I had to take a gap more or less. And then just pretty much assess like how I'm going to go about next year and tackling that all together. And after that, I had to deal with seeing my friends just go off eventually as I took on senior year alone. But all in all, that experience has definitely made it really saddening for me to see that. And even though I'm able to talk to friends as a whole, given that college, everybody just sees each other as just like fellow college students. I feel like being in high school has definitely exposed like more pre-existing mental health problems as a whole. With school in general, it's like you can only focus on school for so long. You have life outside of that. You have friends, you have engagements otherwise. And I, I felt going to that overall magnet school setting, it felt like everybody was grinding, everybody was hustling, similar to might see in just like a business setting nowadays, whether on LinkedIn or otherwise. 
But I feel like it was that in which everybody you see was going off to like Ivy Leagues, going off to like eight-year med, this top CS program, which definitely felt toxic as a whole and definitely more or less deteriorate mental health little by little. But right about now, I try to disassociate myself from like my career and like other stuff and realize that, oh, well, career is just one aspect of your life and realize that you have friends, you have engagements, and you have things otherwise. Yes, thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, I agree that an individual's worth is is definitely more than their work and productivity. It sounds like high school in particular and the sort of observations and I'd say difficult maybe comparisons that were made there are, are similar to the ones faced in college as well in terms of everyone getting a job or getting into to grad school and just, just succeeding in general, would you say this is true? There's like a, a parallel there between, I guess, comparing yourself to others in, in both high school and college. Yeah, sure. I definitely say that face like similar things where back in high school, it's like, oh, this person got in this top school. But now you just replace the word like school with like internship or something. And mm-hmm. it, it's nearly like a mirror more or less. But this time around, everybody's like on the playing field and it's not restricted just like your high school more or less mm. oh everybody's on linkedin and you can pretty much in real time see like oh this person got this position this other person got this one and it's definitely has the opportunity to eat away at you possibly if you just like scroll at it all day well not all day but like an unhealthy amount as to like say social media now that you're in college it seems like you're in a better state though to handle these sort of comparisons and you mentioned disassociating yourself from your work, which I think makes comparing your your own worth and self to other people's career successes like less likely, I suppose. So what do you think has changed for yourself and your mindset perhaps between high school and today? I think I've definitely matured in terms of seeing that when it comes to like social media or like people talking nowadays, it's just that most people enjoy showcasing like highlight reels of their life. And this is oftentimes talked about in terms of just like, oh, I got this internship or I got like a pet or I went on a shopping hall or name just like some positive thing that I created in someone's life. Whereas someone might not personally share like that they're going through something or that they're going through a tough time right now on their like personal accounts. As a matter of fact, I'd say that they might just leave that to like whether it's their Finsta, their inner circle or more or less. And given that you're not given the full picture of like everybody who secured these internships, secured like whether it's these offers or like back in high school, like their top college choice, you don't see like the trials and tribulations that they went through unless they're willing to share that at least. And more or less it it painted this thing that, oh, everybody has been like easily able to get this. Whereas oftentimes the case is that they've definitely gone through like their troubles in addition and that you shouldn't just judge a book by its cover more or less but more so just consider that there might not be stuff that they didn't cover yes i think that's that's a great mindset of sort of knowing that you're watching highlight reels of other people's life whether it's instagram which i think is notorious for it or linkedin professional side thank you for that And I guess sort of also on this note, I know you just chatted about changing your mindset between high school and now, but what are some resources 
or practices that you've personally found helpful in regards to mental health? In terms of mental health, I know that there are communities online. There's a community called Seven Cups, in addition to Crisis Hotline, in which previously helped for like Seven Cups in terms of like volunteer listening to people, but they have a good repository of like resources as a whole, in addition towards just like listeners who are able to help you if you're going through something similar to that of which Crisis Hotline does. But it's pretty much being like well-read in those respects, in addition towards sometimes watching like mental health YouTubers, whether it's like Katie Morton, or I believe there's a huge like psychology YouTube channel where it's like more animated like cartoons of pretty much that goes into a deep dive of like tips for helping in terms of mental health and identifying if you're going through a run. Thank you for sharing those. I do want to circle back a little bit to social media because I think social media, especially with students, can be a force for good, but also not super good. I know you've chatted with me in the past about LinkedIn in particular, though, as having a, a positive impact on your life, maybe in some ways, not all. I would love to hear your thoughts on that, your experiences with, with LinkedIn or other platforms, if you'd like to share. And maybe why has it made a positive impact? And if you feel comfortable, why has it not, if at all? I definitely say with LinkedIn, it falls into the same thing as previously mentioned, where it's like, if you choose to compare yourself to people who like score those sick internship offers, you're likely going to like feel bad about yourself sometimes and being, oh, why didn't I get this? Or that could have been me or like similar mindsets as a whole. As previously mentioned, you don't really know behind the scenes of like the effort they put in, the amount of time they spent, like whether it's like networking, mock interviewing, like other things overall. And I think that's the possible like toxic part when it comes to LinkedIn. But the overall positive aspects has been that I'm glad that I'm able to share mental health tips overall, in addition towards like tell my story more or less. And why that is, is that I've had students like reach out to me at least, and they express like, oh, I'm glad to say that you're able to just like provide all these tips and help people overall, in addition to saying that they were helped by me at the end of the day in terms of like whether it's tips they got or just like being able to see that someone else was going through a struggle and that they weren't alone more or less. And it's just like the little things like those more or less that even if like you didn't have a conversation with them or that they might've just like left a comment here or there expressing it. So I'm glad to say that I possibly made the small impact on others' lives. Yes, that's awesome. And I'm glad you, along with many others, I think these days are normalizing conversations around mental health especially on LinkedIn, as we mentioned, super easy to compare yourself to others, this this highlight reel. And yes, thank you for sharing. I know you mentioned earlier in your answer, it's difficult to use social media platforms, including LinkedIn, when you choose to compare yourself to others. When it happens to me personally, I feel like I cannot control it. And it, of course it happens to me because I'm human. So it happens, I compare myself to others, and then I have to sort of like crawl myself out of that hole, which I feel like can take some time sometimes depending on how hard I'm being on myself so it seems like perhaps you have gotten better or good at controlling when you compare yourself to others if you do at all how do you even control that is it controllable definitely say to an extent it is but at the end of the day it feels like 
with hustle culture, it's really easy to see all the people who have succeeded. Maybe they got like successful startup going, like they're in mid twenties, and you're dang, they're only a few years older than me, and you start to like question your existence altogether. But <laughs> at times when I do that, it's more or less saying that, oh well, you're driven, you're giving it your all at this moment, and they are too in terms of their respects. But realize that. Everybody has like their own skill sets and their own just like capacities when it comes to all these skills, and maybe people are more strongly suited towards us like their particular skill sets, and that by default that doesn't mean that you have to devalue yourself. I guess take inspiration from them and say, see that oh they're able to do that as a whole, but that doesn't mean that you can't do. But you can see that this is the steps they took to get there, and you can. Either following their footsteps or even network with them, if possible, those are also good ways. But by the end of it, it's more or less just see that everybody has their individual skill sets, and that similar to that of not knowing just behind the scenes of like what people are struggling with, you might not know like their strengths and what sets them apart from others. Then today, that makes a lot of sense. It also sort of helps me to wonder why do I feel so bad when I'm comparing myself to this other person? Like, do I want exactly what they have? And why do I want that sort of thing? So that helps me as well. I know you've mentioned a few times, Mike, that it's difficult to compare yourself to others when people are succeeding. And I know you mentioned some specific examples. The one you just mentioned being, you know, someone not too much older than you having a successful startup, for instance. And you're like, wow, how how do they do that? How how can I get there? Why am I not like them right now? That sort of thing. I feel like this concept of success and what it means and how we define it actually plays a huge role in our mental health. And let me know if you you disagree or agree. But I think that a lot of times our society or our parents or our friends, whatever it is, define success maybe in a different way than we would. We, as in a lot of students, in my opinion, from students I've spoken to and myself, try to meet these expectations or like this definition of success from everyone else before even thinking. What success actually means to us, I think that could could be at the root potentially of bettering your own mental health is knowing what route makes sense for you as an individual human. So I did want to hear your take on this, your thoughts of what I just said, and also how does one define success for themselves and what that means to them? Sure. So I definitely agree in terms of everybody has different set in terms of like their core values and what success means for them. I guess in terms of whether it's just like Asian households, I can't like broadly paint with a stroke. Oh, all Asians are just like saying like, okay, go into STEM, get a six-figure salary, come out and just live the life altogether. But I definitely say that's like a common mindset that I find within these Asian households as a whole. It definitely paints a picture that's sort of unrealistic to people. Not that like people can't altogether. There's like more sweet jobs like software engineering and more just like up and coming fields altogether that are able to offer that. But it's like if your mental health isn't in place and whether it's like financial success at that rate, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing well like mentally or like in like other realms of your life. Because say like I got the six figure salary, but I'm just like still like rather depressed at the end of the day that money is only going to fill in like such a hole in your void in terms of just like you can spend it on like things that make you happy but at the end of the day when it comes to success and finding it mentally you have to go about like actively seeking it for yourself in terms of that realm in terms of mentally 
which brings me to the next point in terms of like success. With success, there's definitely like a bunch of different ways you can like interpret it and look at it all together. Am I successful like financially? Am I like successful like physically, like emotionally, mentally, etc.? Then it definitely list goes on in terms of just like all those elements and seeing for yourself. But I guess tying it all back to things, I think that by having just a lot of like career oriented people, they oftentimes see just like where the money's at in addition to like all these things. And then once and when they get there, like they might be confused, like, oh, is this it? Well, where do I go from here? If they're just like driving for that and they don't know where to go from there. I, I know I took us down a bit of a rabbit hole right there. So I'm going to bring us back slightly back to social media. And I know you chatted about essentially the good of LinkedIn, which is in your personal experiences, sharing content around mental health and wellness and getting a positive response, because I do think and know and see that it's what people need to hear, whether or not they know <laughs> that they need it. So what sort of impact do you think it has on individuals to normalize conversations regarding mental health, especially online on, on platforms where there's a lot of content creation? I definitely say like going back, you're able to see that other people are dealing with these struggles at the end of day and only some are like more comfortable sharing it altogether. But just goes to show that even with like, have we curated highlight reel content feeds that you can still see that the end of the day people are still like struggling dealing with these problems altogether and that at the end of the day they're trying to like deal with it in a highly functional manner in which even though they deal with like mental health and all these things they're trying to go about like their everyday lives like normally and that i feel like it definitely normalizes things in terms of like showcasing that even though like maybe you have depression maybe you have anxiety maybe you have all these issues altogether but you're not defined by them and you're able to speak loudly about like oh i have these issues i these play like a role in my life in terms of deterring me like from making progress at times but i still actively try to do stuff i still actively try to like be engaged try to actively do things that better me despite just like having these illnesses as a whole but it definitely opens up the conversation to towards just like anybody in general yes Yes, I definitely agree. So I will take a moment to say thank you for being vulnerable and, and sharing the content that you do. Last question for you, Mike. Do you have any last words of wisdom for people who want to take better care of their, their mental wellness? No problem. I would definitely say in terms of taking care of mental health overall, I definitely say at the end of the day, measure where you find yourself going, like your goals, where you want to be, what you want to do against like yourself at the end of the day because as previously said just like you don't know anybody else's like strengths and weaknesses in addition to that you only know what you're capable of as you're your only motivator and you're your own person overall in knowing yourself what you do how good you're at everything and what makes you you overall and i definitely say like if they're like things that are troubling or upsetting to you, I definitely don't be afraid to reach out, whether to it's like your friends, your peers, even mentors in your life or parents or anyone in general. And they will probably be receptive to it because they probably struggle with similar ways. And people oftentimes like giving back at the end of the day. I definitely agree. 
Well, thank you so much again for joining us, Mike. It was great chatting with you. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure to talk about this. Yes. Thank you. And to anyone tuning in, thank you for joining us. As always at Opal, we shine brighter together and we'll see you next time.